0: Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan VanderLeek here with my close friend and co-host Ananga Sevier. We come together weekly from Kent and Leelanau to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, Ananga and I share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. This week, our listener question is, can meditation make anxiety worse? I have some experiences with pretty deep meditations and some have been scary in the sense that I feel like I lose myself and almost dissolve. At the same time, it has also given me a lot of insights. I probably lack grounding and trust, but I do know there are several studies that say meditation can increase anxiety. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Well, that's an interesting question that has not come up for us in the almost 10 years we've been recording this podcast.
1: Yeah, don't think it has.
0: Welcome back, Ananga. It's so good to be with you today.
1: Hi, Shan. Let's dig in. Yeah, does meditation increase anxiety? Um, as a anxiety sufferer, although these days it's very much under control, but a former high-anxiety sufferer and a meditator for 30 years, I don't think that meditation increases anxiety. I think what happens is that it's more that anxiety breaks through into meditation. When we're quiet and we're trying to still the mind and slow our thoughts, very often anxiety can come rushing in. And anxiety has a real energy to it where it almost feels like it floods into your mind and you can literally be sitting there with your hands on your head just wanting it to stop. So I don't think that it's meditation that's at cause. I think it's that anxiety tends to rush in. To our quieter moments. And let's talk
0: about what is meditation. We have the, the Cambridge Dictionary definition <laughs> <laughs> of meditation is the act of giving your attention to only one thing, either as a religious activity or as a way of becoming calm and relaxed.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of myths about meditation, that meditation means that we're going to sit and completely still our mind and and think of nothing. And meditation doesn't mean trying to think of nothing. It means bringing our attention into a single point of focus. So successful meditation doesn't mean we've managed to stop our thoughts, and it doesn't mean that we're rubbish at meditation if we can't stop our thoughts. After many, many years of meditating myself, I've come to accept the fact that my thoughts are going to persist Whatever I do, <laughs> they're, they're always yeah. going to come rushing in. So, the practice of meditation or contemplation means that we sit quietly with, with a set intention for our practice and we keep drawing our mind back to the chosen object or form of meditation. That might be our breath, a sound, an image, a mantra, whatever it is, we're going to be repeatedly noticing that our mind has wandered and pulling it back. And sometimes that's quite tiring. You can just be pulling it back, pulling it back the whole time. But that's the practice is to keep drawing the mind back to a single object of focus. It makes me think
0: of candle gazing is something that I like to do on occasion. There's something about making that connection with the flame that really helps me stay focused. And it's not to say that my thoughts don't come and go and that my mind doesn't keep moving, it does. But there's something about being focused on that point of light—that's that's helpful. And I like how you talk about anxiety just rushing in. That it not being because you're meditating that this happens, because meditation is just incredibly good for you, no matter what. Being still, however, it is that you—whether cho- it's walking meditation, whether it's sitting, whether it's japa, whether it's candle gazing. It's so incredibly good for you. We don't want anyone to stop finding that stillness and finding that place of of calm because it's so incredibly helpful, especially if you suffer with anxiety. But it doesn't mean that it's going to stop anxiety from rushing in.
1: No. So the challenge with meditation and anxiety is that a disturbed mind will always fill any space we create with unwanted thoughts. You know, we talk about the monkey mind, and sometimes I think of the mind as being like a toddler when a mum tries to sit down for a a cup of tea and read her favourite book. And then the kid's like, oh, she's quiet. Here we go.
0: (laughs) And they just (laughs) rush in with
1: their lists of demands. And that's what the mind does. That's what my mind does. When I try and meditate, it's like, what about this? And what about that? And if it can find a body sensation that might be anxiety-inducing, it's going to jump all over it. And it's got your attention then. So a disturbed mind will always try and fill any quiet moments we create. And it can feel like anxiety is really breaking in. And nobody likes to feel at the mercy of their anxious thoughts. Sometimes anxieties, we've, we've already said earlier in this episode, it rushes in with a lot of energy and a lot of disturbance. And then we find it very hard to sit with that. So we'll say, I can't meditate. It makes me anxious. What's really happening is we're trying to meditate. And anxiety comes crashing in. So again, the fault isn't with meditation. It's the high anxious energy in our mind. And anxiety has a very definite push and energy to it. So there are things that we can do that help settle the mind so that we can have a more peaceful experience with meditation. Meditation isn't just what happens when we sit. Meditation is influenced by the full 24 hours around the time that we sit. It's affected by whatever stirred our mind up in the time before we try and meditate. That might be caffeine. It might be an argument. It might be reading or hearing some disturbing news. It might be a health scare. It might be a movie that's got stuck in our head. Anything that stirs up our mind will come to the front as soon as we try and sit quietly. So meditation needs to be nurtured. And one way I like to think of that is like making a beautiful garden. We want to make a garden on a on a rough untended patch of soil, which is what our mind tends to be rough and untended. Then we need to take care of the weeds, and we need to hoe it over and prepare the soil and nourish the soil to plant flowers or herbs or vegetables, whatever we want to grow. And the same is true for a good meditation practice. We need to prepare our minds, and that's the good news for anxiety sufferers: is once we understand that that. We can prepare our minds and calm our minds, and then we stand a much better chance of having a peaceful experience in meditation. And whatever we do to prepare for meditation, to calm our mind and look after our mind, that helps anxiety too. So it's a really worthwhile investment for our mental well being.
0: And calming the mind by meditation with awareness is a big part of that as well. So practices like mindful walking or yoga are really helpful to calm the mind by bringing awareness to the asanas, the stretching the body, the using our breath, the counting the steps, uh, whatever it is that we do to invite a sense of calm presence. Very helpful. And, And grounding is also a big, big part of calming ourselves. There's a five senses grounding practice that is helpful. And we've talked about this before in other episodes, but it's worth bringing up again. Find five things that you can see around you and name them to yourself to bring each of those five objects into your awareness. Maybe you see a leaf or the sky, your socks. Find five things and note them. And then once you've moved from what you see, You find four things that you can touch. Might be your clothing, the grass, a cup of warm tea. Bring your awareness one by one to four things that you can touch and notice them in as much detail as you can. Feel the temperature and the texture and describe them to yourself. And then from touch, we move to listening. Listen out for three things you can hear around you. Might be the Bird song, vehicles moving, people talking. What three things can you hear? Make note of that to yourself. And then you move from listening to smelling. Find two things you can smell. Maybe you have an essential oil on hand, or you can detect a smell in the air, some herbal tea or your clothing. Inhale two scents and be curious. And open about them. And then finally, acknowledge one thing you can taste. Maybe sip some tea or water or bite into a nice piece of fruit. This will ground you so beautifully. It's such a supportive, sweet practice and one that's so easy to remember. I I really like this. I'm glad we're bringing this forward again.
1: And there's been a lot of research on this practice into how it calms anxiety attacks, really bringing yourself into awareness in the present moment, groundedness in the moment. It's a very soothing and calming practice and one worth noting down to remember. Maybe pop it on a card in your purse or in your pocket when you go for a walk and make a point of practicing it regularly. Again, with meditation, it's a practice. It's it's what we bring into our daily life that has effect. So just sit and do this in the morning, in the evening, and do an extended version of it on weekends. Do it with your kids when you take your kids out for a walk. It's a really good skill to learn. And the more we learn these things and bring them into a regular practice, the more available they are to us when we really need them, when our anxiety escalates.
0: I think it also is important that we bring forward the importance of guided relaxations and guided meditations and how they can help anxiety because you can just surrender to whomever's walking you through that particular relaxation or, or guided meditation. It's one of the reasons why we created so many albums is because so many of our listeners want to be led through the experience. and. There's so much benefit to just allowing yourself to close your eyes and listen in and get that place of feeling calm and relaxed while somebody's guiding you through the journey.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful experience, and it's something I have i don't tend to listen to our own relaxations because I'll critique them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I like to listen to Tara Brack and other teachers who – People who have a meditation practice themselves and they're committed to the practice of meditation, they know how to guide others through. They know how to speak in a way that shepherds the mind into Mm. a calmer place. And I very much hope that that's what we offer in our guided sessions too. We get a lot of letters from uh, listeners saying that they listen to our podcast to fall asleep, just hearing us speak and sharing tips that help. So the guided relaxations is a deeper step into that. It's actually following a, a guided process to help you relax your body, slow your breath, calm your mind. And the mind responds very well to certain types of music and, and spoken direction. I, I like to think of it as a mind whisperer experience. The mind will settle and give over. Again, when you're talking about this toddler mind, it's Like if you read a good story, a really engaging story to a young child, they'll settle and snuggle up with you and they become more peaceful. So the mind responds well to being spoken to softly and being directed into certain relaxation and breathing practices. And and again, that then informs our other attempts at relaxation. It all feeds into itself. This is more watering the garden that we're trying to grow in our minds, a calmer place in our minds. It all helps.
0: It really does. And I know you also wanted to talk a little bit today about spiritual meditation.
1: Yeah, meditation is a term that gets um, used very broadly, but there are very ancient practices of, of meditation, timeless practices. And the one I've been practicing for 30 years is mantra meditation. And I very much like the word mantra and what it means. And it's a Sanskrit word. Mantra comes from two Sanskrit words. Man comes from manas, which means the mind. And tra comes from a Sanskrit word, which means to go beyond, to go beyond the mind, which to me sounds like a very wonderful destination, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a very desirable place to go. So mantra meditation, it's special meditation that takes us beyond the mind. And the form that I practice, mantra meditation, involves softly chanting a mantra and listening very carefully to the sound of that mantra. So for me, whatever state I'm in, whether I'm okay and calm or I've got some trauma going on in my life or intensity, that form of meditation has held me steady through all times. It might not be so easy for me to sit with my breath if there's trauma or high stress in my life, but mantra meditation always holds me steady, whatever I'm going through. And I find it a deeply immersive and and soothing process. So I just wanted to bring that forward as There are so many different types of meditation and ways to practice, but this idea of mantra meaning that it takes us beyond our mind into a completely different space. And I'm available to anyone who'd like to discuss that further with me. You can reach out to me on Facebook. And Ayurveda offers some beautiful teachings on meditation and anxiety. Ayurveda we often talk about on the podcast. It's India's ancient science of life. And Ayurveda recommends that we audit our life to focus on increasing a sense of calm well-being. So that means cutting out the things that disturb and stir up our mind and increase the things that help us feel more settled. So again, it's about creating a a constructive, conducive environment to meditation, creating an atmosphere in your mind that's more peaceful. And sometimes even experienced meditators choose to practice some quiet breathing or take a gentle walk or practice some pranayama yogic breathing exercises before they sit in meditation to help them settle into their practice. So that's something I will do at particularly challenging times. I will sometimes sit and practice. Shan, you've shared with our listeners the practice of alternate nostril breathing in the past.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: um, that's a real favorite of mine for balancing and calming the mind. So another thing to look at, look at pranayama breathing exercises, yogic breathing exercises. They really help balance and calm the mind. And from there, you can enter into a more peaceful and meditative state if you want to go deeply into a, a set meditation practice. And these are all things we can add into our day, whether we choose to meditate or not. In recovery from high anxiety, the focus is always on what can we do each day to feel more calm and to feel more in control of anxiety.
0: I'm glad that we had this conversation today. Meditation and guided relaxations and all the different ways that you can calm your mind through a meditation practice are incredibly important. For all of our listeners, please know that meditation is not going to cause the anxiety. uh, makes its way sometimes through those those spaces and and it's okay because you have all of these choices. You have all of these options to come back and center yourself and calm your mind. Here at Anxiety Slayer, we have three ways that we can support you beyond our award-winning podcasts. One, you can register for one of our online courses at anxietieslayer.com Two, you can sample our guided relaxation albums on our website. And then, of course, you're always welcome to book an anxiety support coaching session. We're here for you. We're grateful that you listen in each week. And we will be back again soon.